Hello and welcome to the Appella podcast. We'll talk about a broad range of topics from business to politics to dating to uh, women, video games or technology. Welcome to the Appella podcast. Hello and welcome. Uh, my name is Thomas. This is the first episode of the Appella podcast. We will uh, entertain a broad range of topics, but today we will mostly speak about real estate. Uh, so I used to work in real estate. Uh, I had my business. Uh, I worked for a big investor uh, from the UK and we worked mainly in France. UK, but also United States. Um, I'm uh, very excited about this podcast because I saw a lot of uh, debates on the internet, uh, whether it was Twitter, whether it was Reddit, uh, about real estate. I think a lot of people don't understand how the real estate industry works. Um, it's really specific because usually the real estate uh, climate is uh, is very important in the economy. A big sector of the economy relies on big sectors. Sorry, of the economy rely on it. Um, whether it's banking, whether it's construction, whether it's uh, uh, politics, um, and. For most of people, uh, for the middle class or the lower class, uh, real estate housing will be, through your life, the most important expense uh, in your life. Um, usually people basically, uh, through their lifetime, spends a third of all their revenues into housing, housing or real estate. So it's very, very important and complex topic. Yes, for most of people, buying a house or an apartment is very simple. You go to the bank, you get a mortgage, uh, you choose a house that you like in a place that you like, and you buy it. And that stops pretty much uh, there, but in reality, real estate is a dynamic system with a lot of parameters, inputs, and outputs, and it's really important to understand that. Um, going, I'm going back to that, but right now I'll talk a little bit about myself. So, my name is Thomas, I'm French, uh, I currently live in France, but uh, I'm planning to relocate in the United States um, as soon as possible. Uh, the coronavirus crisis put a hold on my plans uh, for now about a year, but um, yeah, I'm hoping that in 2022 I'll be able to relocate in the United States. Um, I have a law degree uh, from the University of Toulouse. Um, I worked in a lot of different fields, uh, whether it was through my uh, university years or after, um, and I uh, I have the 
experience of uh, different sectors that gives me uh, a vision on adult life and business uh, that I can relate to a lot of topics. I'm not an expert in anything, but I'm quite knowledgeable uh, in the topics that I would speak about on this podcast. Uh, so, let's get back to our topic of the day and to real estate and more exactly the 1031 exchange. Okay, so uh, back to real estate, uh, there, is, there is a lot of things to take, to take into consideration, but basically um, real estate is a market. It's a market with a supply and a demand. And uh, the supply and demand uh, very often is not uh, in equilibrium, which means that the prices of real estate, of properties, can increase and decrease on short term, and uh, uh, you, they, they can change depending on where you live. Um, what you want as property, and that's why it's a very, very interesting market. Uh, you can drive five miles, uh, and the real estate market will be very different from your starting point. But in general, there is uh, some rules that you can apply in most of situations. So as I said, supply and demand. So if you live in a high demand place, uh, the prices will usually be high. If you live in a low demand uh, place, then uh, the prices will be low. Uh, especially, uh, this is true, uh, you can witness it in um, uh, new construction. New construction um, or when you have a standard uh, that you want. So, uh, which is smart is to compare what is comparable. So, for example, a two-bedroom apartment in Miami and a two-bedroom apartment in uh, a suburb of Iowa City, for example. Uh, more, more, more people want to buy a two-bedroom apartment in Miami than in Iowa. And therefore, the prices... Uh, are higher in Miami than it is in Iowa. Uh, in Miami, Iowa, a comparison, it's uh, it's a question of both supply and demand. Like the supply of uh, in Miami is higher than in Iowa, but uh, the demand is way way higher. So it's a dynamic system. We'll talk more about real estate and generalities. I don't want to, to spend an hour talking about generalities of real estate. Um, today, topic, uh, and it's, it will be the 1031 exchange. Um, I got into an argument on Reddit uh, with someone about the 1031 exchange, and this person was saying that he hopes that the 1031 exchange will be repelled uh, as it's planned by uh, Joe Biden administration. And I answered that I disagreed. I disagreed 
not because I'm an investor and I have money in it, but because it will have bad consequences on the housing market. So what is the 1031 exchange? Um, it's a tax law uh, status that allows investors to buy a new property and to sell uh, former property uh, without capital gain taxes. So when you sell a house or an apartment, when you sell property, uh, if you realize capital gains, you will have to pay a tax on it. So imagine you bought your house 100,000 and you sell it 200,000. Your uh, capital gain will be 100%. And you have taxes to pay on it. Uh, about half, you can learn, but about half. Um, the 1031 exchange is designed for investors to allow them to use basically deduce capital gains to invest into a new property of the same type. So it encourages uh, capital gains because there is no barrier to capital gains. So it uh, stimulates real estate investment. And this guy was saying, oh yeah, uh, those real estate investors, they are sharks, you know, those landlords, they are bad people, they, they are making poor people pay. And uh, I disagree, I said, no, the 1031 uh, exchange is good. It allows to have a fair market and it stimulates uh, the supply of housing. And this person didn't understand what I was saying, and that's pretty much why I'm doing this episode. Uh, they didn't think in terms of the market, the housing market. They think thought about oh, billionaires, bad people, landlords, bad people, and that's something that in politics uh, I find it terrible. In politics debates in general, it's people do whatever will, you know, hamstering, they will take a specific situation, for example, oh, but I pay a lot of money for my rent, and my landlord is an asshole. Yeah, maybe, but that doesn't mean that your personal situation or your uh, super zoomed uh, point of view is right. The housing market is huge, and there is reason that in the United States uh, ownership rates are very high, and that compared to other countries like in Europe or Asia, uh, standards of living for Americans are way higher. And one of the reasons is the 1031 exchange. Because imagine you're an investor or you represent a group of investors like for example your bank an investment bank so uh, you have to decide where to send money of your investors uh, now the usual way 
is to get the better return possible on your money and to invest it there. So uh, with the 1031 exchange, real estate is a very interesting uh, vessel for investment. So when you have a lot of investors that keeps creating new supply, new products in the housing market, it allows uh, the housing market to have uh, to, to keep the supply high. If you cut the 1031 exchange, people in those banks, they will look for other way to invest the money. And then the supply will decrease. That will um, have as a consequence the because the supply shrinks uh if the demand is constant the prices will go up it's it's very simple so if you repel the 1031 exchange the prices will go up because repelling 1031 exchange will means that investor will have to pay more taxes and capital gains meaning that the return on investment will be lower the net return on investment will be lower which means that there, they might be other, more interesting investments. And people will stop building new projects, new developments, new housing. And then, uh, because people will still want new housing, with the best equipment, the best amenities, where near the best schools, then they will have more competition for the same product. And the prices will go up. It's it's very simple, but it's also as a consequence on rent prices, not just purchasing property, but also rent prices for the same reason. So uh, not purchasing, but imagine you're a, a landlord who have uh, I don't know thousand units or whatever, even just one unit. So. Now there is not no there is no more this ten thirty one exchange and um, you will have to pay taxes the next time you sell property you'll have to pay taxes so in pricing your rents you'll have to adjust for those taxes because let's be honest millionaires landlords billionaires whatever you will want to maintain your standard of living, your lifestyle. So if you know that instead of paying no taxes, you have to pay uh, half of your profits in taxes, this increase, or more exactly this decrease in your profits, you have to make your clients pay for it if you want to maintain the same lifestyle. When you are a landlord, your clients are your tenants and they pay you rent. So how the prices will adjust? By rent increase. So if this 1031 exchange status is repelled, there will be two major consequences. The first one is an increase on housing prices. Purchasing property, especially uh, developments like condos, townhouses, apartment buildings. And the second one will be for tenants an increase in rent prices. So, 
I understand the Biden administration that they were elected by leftists and they want to show that they, you know, we are a big government. We will show them landlords what we are. But at the same time, the consequences of their action will directly impact everyone in the United States because everyone has to have a house. Everyone will have to live with a roof on their head. And, and to me, it's, it's the worst of politics, you know? It, it's when you take decision not based on the betterment of the society, but when you take decision on your, how to say that, on your own election propaganda, because those politicians, they know as well as I do the consequences of, of, of that. But they can shift the blame on the landlords. So for them, it's a consequence-free uh, change in the law. And that's terrible. Because those who will be impacted will be their own constituents. Well, if it's repelled, it's not in 10 or 15 years. It's next year. Next year, people will start to see a price hike in housing and uh, rent prices go up. That's terrible. So anyway, thank you for listening for my, uh, to my short thoughts on this topic. And um, I wish you a very good day and see you later.